G'day, Troy Dean from WP Elevation, and welcome to episode number 52 of the WP Elevation podcast. Here we are in our second half century. That's right, we are trying to put 100 runs on the board here. Uh, in this episode, our feature guest is Tomash Zaman from Codable. Codable is a curated marketplace of WordPress experts where you can go to get your uh, WordPress work done. Theme customizations, plugin customizations, uh, migrations, installations, whatever it is you need. Codable have a curated marketplace of over 100 WordPress experts where you can go and get your work done. How is that different to Elance or Odesk or how is it different to uh, Studio Envato or Elto.com? Well, we'll find out in this episode. We're also going to learn from Tamash about how to write a good brief for a WordPress developer. So if you're using some of your buddies to help you with some work, if you're at capacity and you've got some overflow, or you are outsourcing to Elance or Odesk, or you're outsourcing to Codable, in fact, or anyone else, or if you're just hiring the guy in the next office, how do you write a good brief for a WordPress developer? We're gonna learn about project management. We're going to learn what you spend your money on when you raise funding. Codable Raise have raised about $400,000 in funding, and I asked Tomash what they spent the money on, and he told me, and it wasn't beer, sadly. That was heartbreaking. Uh, we're also going to learn why you should have an opinion and take sides. This is a great episode, and Tomash is just such a bloody nice guy. It was such an absolute joy to have him on the podcast, and he's giving away a $200 coupon that you can use at Codable to get 200 bucks worth of WordPress stuff done. So uh, stay with us. Let's elevate. This is the WP Elevation Podcast. Helping WordPress consultants elevate. This episode of the WP Elevation podcast is brought to you by Video User Manuals. Do I really need to say what it is? <laughs> it's the only, the first, the best, the original, the only, really the only way to teach your clients how to use WordPress. Uh, this plugin puts over 60 video tutorials in the back end of your client's WordPress dashboard that teaches them how to use WordPress, how to use SEO by Yoast, which is a very important plugin that you should be running on all of your sites, and how to use WooCommerce if they have it installed. Of course, you can turn any of the videos on or off. You can add your own videos. You can put your own branding on and logos on the videos. Uh, you can do all sorts of wonderful things. You can set up uh, the way that you like the plugin installed and save that as your master profile, and then with one click install the plugin on future client sites just the way you like it set up so you can get up and running in a couple of seconds. Uh, you can learn more at wpelevation.com slash vum, uh, or just go to videousermanuals.com, and you can get video user manuals now for just $1 for your first month. Uh, it is then $24 a month after that. I believe maybe the price has gone up by now. I'm not sure. Anyway, check it out at wpelevation.com slash VUM. You can see the plugin in action and watch a video and learn how you can actually use the plugin to get more clients and win more gigs. Alrighty, the elevation tip of the week this week is brief outcomes. What does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean short outcomes. It means when you're briefing uh, any kind of creative, whether they're a designer or a developer, or a copywriter or a photographer, when you're briefing them about a particular project, make sure you outline the outcome that you and the client are expecting. And really paint that picture in as much detail as you possibly can so that they understand how what it is they're doing fits into the overall strategy. Yeah. Um, no point having a photographer go and take some beautiful shots 
uh, you know, black and white shots. Uh, if the whole website is going to be black and white and you've promised the client that the website's black and white because the color photos are going to, you know, let the work speak for them itself and the photographer comes back with a whole bunch of black and white photos, that would be unfortunate. So it's really important to make sure that everyone involved in the project understands the outcome that you are all working towards. So that is my tip of the week this week. Um, I'm, we're learning more about briefing people and how to write a brief for a WordPress developer, particularly uh, when we speak with Tomash Zaman from Codable in this week's episode. Tomash was a freelancer and then uh, set up Codable as a way of uh, really, it started out, I believe, as a way of helping Woo Themes with their paid support. So a lot of the people who are on the back end of Codable are not so much hardcore developers, they're theme customizers, theme implementers, they can take a Woo theme and customize it for you. So hey, if, if that's you, you might want to get in touch with Codable and see if you can pick up some work through them. If you're a WordPress consultant and you need developers and integrators and customizers on the back end to help you deliver work, then Codable uh, might be a place where you can go and get some help so that you can start to scale your business. How are they different from any other marketplace like Elto or Studio Invato or Elance or Odesk? Well, that's exactly what I asked Tom Arsh, and he was extremely open and transparent in his answers. We talk about burnout and melting down and the effects that that, ha that that has on your personal life. Uh, we talk about raising money. We talk about the challenges of being an entrepreneur. He's one of the most open, transparent guys I've had on the podcast, and I really enjoyed interviewing him. I hope you do as well. He's also giving away, I hope you enjoy the interview as much as I, you know what I mean. Uh, he's also giving away a $200 coupon to use at Codable, so you can get 200 bucks worth of stuff done. Take them. That'd be a great way to take them for a test drive. If I won that, I would use it to take Codable as a test drive and try and find you know, a couple of developers there who I can form a good relationship with moving forward. Uh, so stick around for details on how you can enter that competition a little bit later on. Without further ado, hey, let's go and meet Tomash Zaman. G'day, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation, and I'm very pleased to have with me Tomash Zaman from Codable. Hey, Tomash, how are you? Hey, Troy. <laughs> I'm great. Thank you. Now, where <laughs> yeah. I forgot, that I'm very well. I forgot to ask you before we started shooting here, whereabouts are you in the world right now? Um, I'm currently located in Slovenia, which is where I'm from, um, and I'm near the Hungarian-Croatian border, kind of. Ah, cool. So yeah. Yeah. for those that don't know, uh, we're going to talk more about Codable in a moment, but essentially you guys are a kind of a curated marketplace of developers to get WordPress work done. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And your yeah. remote team, do you guys all work in the same office or are you scattered around? No, we're scattered around actually because uh, in Slovenia it's very hard to find um, good developers. I mean, good developers are easy to find; they just got jobs. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, and and since I live in quite a remote um, part part of the country, uh, it was really hard to find pretty much any developer around here. Um, so I figured, you know, why why don't I just look abroad for them? Um, and I had great success. Um, yeah, so we're kind of remote. We have a developer in Zurich, Switzerland. Uh, my co-founder and partner is from Denmark, Copenhagen. Um, and then we have two other Slovenians that are from, you know, other parts of Slovenia. So basically, it's at least hour and a half drive to the first 
<laughs> codable right. team member. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to talk uh, more about uh, codable and WordPress stuff uh, as this interview rolls out. But before we do that, quick competition announcement. Tomash has very kindly sponsored a $200 coupon for Codable, which means you can get 200 bucks worth of WordPress stuff done by the great team there at Codable. So stick around for details on how you can enter that competition a little bit later on. Uh, before we start talking about WordPress and Codable and curated marketplaces, Tomáš, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, well, I think this is a pretty generic answer, but uh, I wanted to be a pilot. Ah, yeah, cool. I, I mean, I, truth be told, I still do. <laughs> <laughs> so I did kind of grow out of that. Uh, I am actually planning to, to take my license next year probably. Uh, so that dream is yet to come true, I guess. Right, so you're still you're still working towards that dream of being a pilot at some point, flying planes, yeah? Yes, wow. yes. I mean, not professionally, but you know, as a hobby, certainly. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, when <laughs> did you discover the internet in all its glory and decide that this was somewhere you were going to spend a lot of time? Uh, well, truth be told, I used to spend uh, as a kid. I used to spend a lot of time gaming. Well, and even not as a kid anymore <laughs> so basically i just you know grew tired i was i was i had a team well we were a group of guys playing uh, counter strike <laughs> um so we went to competitions and whatnot but you know i just grew tired of it i knew there's more to computers and and i was you know kind of interested but never got the right push um, but then one day in in the college in college one of my mates actually said listen i know you're around computers all the time why don't you try you know copy this page for me in photoshop so you know i just downloaded photoshop i i, I visited some you know tutorial pages and went through them and made a made a copy for him and you know he was pleased i got some money i mean it wasn't nothing big but just something um you know but it's 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 how i got started you know but wow. later on i i mean not late not that far later uh, i kind of discovered that i'm more interested in you know the underlying foundation of how it works so i went i quickly went from photoshop to you know uh, learning html css um and then even you know php and now I'm also, you know, in Codab at Codable, I'm, I'm responsible for server management. So I, you know, <laughs> moved right. backwards in, in, in technology stack, so to speak. Right, from the front end to the back end, literally. Um, yep. Do you remember the first time you saw the WordPress dashboard? Uh, yeah, I do remember. However, <laughs> I dismissed it really fast. Hmm. Um, not because I wouldn't want to use it. Um, it's because my my very first real website that I made for for relatively good money um, was for our university, and it's still live. And it's not in WordPress um, because they they demanded it was their only requirement was to use uh, a CMS called Typo Three, mm -hmm. uh, which is very popular in enterprise in Europe. Um, so I kind of always use that i did evaluate wordpress at the same time pretty much well i evaluated like 30 of them <laughs> um but yeah i had to go with typo 3 so that was my kind of my cms of choice um so it wasn't until you know when we started with codable that i kind of picked up wordpress a bit more i'm still no professional truth be told um i manage around 
Um, luckily, I founded a startup that has tons of good developers, so they always <laughs> jump in to help me. Um, but I, I, I mean, professionally, professionally, I don't consider myself, uh, you know, WordPress developer. Sure. And um, that's okay, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I consider myself a WordPress professional, but not a professional WordPress developer. Um, yeah. How do you describe what you do in one sentence when someone meets you for the first time and they ask you what you do, what's your elevator pitch? Um, yeah, I mean, what what we're trying to say is that, that Codable is a marketplace or an better yet outsourcing service that helps uh, small WordPress workshops and individuals um, effortlessly scale their businesses by outsourcing, you know, all the extra work they might have. Mm. Um, and they don't just outsource it kind of, you know, in on the in the ether, uh, but to you know a, a family of professionals that are all pre-screened, you know, that are all um, that all adhere to some code of conduct we have written, um, and you know, if all else fail uh, fails, we also have money back guarantee. So. You know, all, this is kind of my elevator pitch. Uh, sure. I know it could use some improvement, but hopefully it says it says uh, the point. Yeah, I like it. Um, uh, what do you spend most of your time actually doing day to day as the founder of the company? Are you coding or are you designing? What do, what do you spend most of your time doing? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. And and right now, <laughs> I'm struggling day to day. Um, the reason being, uh, up until recently, up until, I don't know, a few months ago, uh, we were focused primarily on building the product. Um, so I was developing day to day. I was developing. I'm also uh, I'm also the team scrum master. So I'm responsible for, you know, sprint planning, daily meetings, um, tracking and everything. Uh, and and it 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 was my comfort zone, so to speak, because I am a developer predominantly. Um, but you know, a few months ago, we finally released our our, our third version, which is a you know a, a product built on about a year of learning. Um, now it's my responsibility to grow the company, and this is where this is where I I became more you know manager. And it's really hard for a developer becoming a manager because, it, you know, as a developer, you can always quantify and you can always show to somebody what you build. You know, you spend a day coding and then, you know, at the end of the day, you show it, Let's, look, this is what I've done. And they check it out and say awesome or whatever, you know, <clears throat> sorry. But when you when you become a manager, you know, you have to deal with customer service you have to deal with outsourcing some parts you have to uh, you have to deal with learning some stuff you know uh, inbound marketing landing page optimization how how everything kind of fits together so more and more i'm working on 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 management aspects of codable and it's really hard <laughs> because you know you just do stuff all day but at the end of the day, you don't have anything concrete to show about it, you know. So then that's. But yeah, currently, currently, my day-to-day -day activities are primarily um, targeted towards growth. Um, so I do research. I, I try to, you know, um, send cold emails to possible partners. Um, 
I read, I, I'm currently reading on human psychology, as in what converts on landing pages, um, what, are, what, what people think about it, you know, what colors they perceive better, that kind of stuff, I guess. Mm. Interesting. Uh, we're going to talk more about Codable because uh, I'm curious, and I think I met either yourself or your co-founder, Pear, at, is, is it Pear? Is that how you say it? Uh, at yeah, WordCamp Europe. Was it you or Pear that I met there, or both of you? Uh, probably both of us. Right, at WordCamp Europe last year, yeah. I, I see you're wearing yeah. the T-shirt. Um, um, yeah. Because <laughs> so I'm fascinated about what you guys are doing here and how you are different from the other marketplaces. So we're going to talk about that more in some more detail. Um, sure. But before we get there, what's the one thing that keeps you awake at night about the business? Uh, well, yeah, good thing <laughs> that you th that you said about the business. Otherwise, <laughs> my response would be my four kids. Uh, <laughs> four kids. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. They were yeah, definitely yeah. gonna. How old? What age? What ages? Uh, 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 five, five, four, and one. I have twins. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Right. So, are you just constantly in a state of sleep deprivation? Um, actually, no. Um, truth be told, I sleep quite well. Right. Um, which is, which is, it took some time and it took a burnout period to master that. Um, I a few years ago, you know, I was uh, as I was a kind of struggling freelancer. I would work pretty much all the time, mm. um, and then I got kids, and I would still work all the time, and it just, you know drove me into this burnout phase and it's 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 horrible for a developer for you know i would say a productive developer it's downright hell to be in this burnout mode mm. because you know you sit you sit behind a computer you try to work you don't get anything done you feel bad about it you know and and then it's it starts the, this vicious circle of of unproductivity and 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 you know feeling guilty about it um so that's when i kind of drew the line when when i got you know kind of back in the zone um which took about 4 or 5 months actually um then i drew the line and i said you know um my health and well-being are you know prep the first, the most important. I mean, if mm. I'm not healthy and well, I can't provide for my family. Mm. I can't run a business. Uh, so that's when I decided not to work all the time, you know. And that's when I decided it's time for to have a hobby, to 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 go out, you know, to to do fun stuff. So yeah. it's 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 now it's more about a balance of activities, you know. It's about you know working or and even being out, spending time with kids, with my wife, you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, but if I go back to your to your question about um, yeah what what keeps me up awake, I would say you, right now it's it's one problem that we're trying to solve, and that problem is um, being profitable. Codable is not profitable yet. Um, we have um, we have had about four hundred thousand dollars of um, venture capital invested in Codable. Uh, in two rounds, and we are running out of money slowly but surely. <laughs> um, but luckily, we are also growing fast enough that it will kind of, you know, just meet the the lines where we run out of money and become profitable or earn enough. Will just meet, just barely meet. Uh, wow. So this 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 is currently uh, keeping uh, uh, keeping me awake uh, <laughs> at night. So. We expect it to happen sometime in December 
or January, according to our you know past and current growth. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so this is keeping me awake at night in wow. business sense. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit more about raising funding in a moment. Um, and I think you've answered my next question, which is what do you do when you're not working? So, Because I think it's a very important lesson that you touch on there is the, the whole getting balance in your life and not burning out. What happened to you when you burnt out? Like, when did you know that you were working too hard? Um, I don't know. It just, it just felt, you know, it just started. Well, it was connected to my, uh, my father passing. Mm. Um, you know, he had cancer and that's, you know, in, in that kind of moment of grief, everything just fell down and came together. You know, mm. that's, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty, um, rough period for me, you know, <laughs> that event alone, mm. and then combine that with being really, really, really tired, it just kind of, I just collapsed kind of, mm. you know. And yeah. how, did, how, did you, how did you pick yourself up? Because I imagine a lot of people would go through that and say, well, you know what, I'm just going to go and get a job and work from nine to five and get my pay and go home and then switch off when I'm home. But you went back into business. Like, how did you, how, how did you make that decision to go back into business and to pick yourself up and dust yourself off and, and, and find the strength to, to do something again? Um, well, I think the first is, is, you know, accepting it. That first is, is actually realizing what it is. I'm, 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 you know, in nature, I'm kind of always curious about my surroundings, about stuff that's going on inside my head. Um, so I actually did some research I didn't know it was burnout at the time. I did some research, what, what's going on with me, you know, I, I Googled actually. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, I've, I've analyzed that I, that this is, you know, that I do indicate all, all kind of pointers of being, um, burned out. Um, yeah. So I, I read some, some articles about, you know, how to prevent it and how to, how to get out of it. But I think that one, one single thing that, that worked for me the most is running. Mm. You know, I didn't do any running. I didn't do much exercise for that matter. Um, that, but when I started to run it, it kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't have an explanation if if mm. if friends ask me you know i always tell them that running is the best shrink and it's free yeah you know you you clear your head you you go out into the nature um you feel good about yourself so i would say you know if you have you know your head full just go out and run and don't don't try to kind of compete with yourself mm. just take it easy and run you yeah. know and, and it, it worked wonders for me mm. I agree. I agree absolutely. I find running the best medicine. If I, in fact, if I don't run a couple of times a week, if I haven't run for a couple of weeks, I get really cranky, you know. Yeah. And my wife yeah. will tell me, "Will you just go for a run? You need to go for a run. It is the <laughs> yeah. best medicine." I yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And some of the best moments of clarity you have about the business is while you're running. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it, and when you run, actually, then then throughout the day. You feel bad about eating junk food, yeah. right? Oh yeah. And 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 so so with if you start running, every aspect of your life kind of, you know, gets better as well as a consequence. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's yeah. great advice. If you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing about Codable right now, what would it be? Well, one thing is you know that more that. A lot more people would know about us. Uh -huh. 
so so that is that is pretty much you know the the one thing i think that you know growth is is kind of our current pain so i mean if you ask me this question at another time you would probably get another answer but yeah, since growth is growth is all about you know reaching right kinds of people um my magic wand would just instantly put us in our brains so to speak mm. Well, I'll tell you what, we will do our best. We'll send this podcast out to our database, which at the moment is about 15,000 people. So hopefully we can awesome. drive some people over to Codable from this. So let's talk about Cheers. Codable. Codable, when I look at Codable, and I must admit, I have, I've joined Codable. I think I posted a task once just to see how it worked. I haven't actually, mm-hmm. um, I haven't actually spent any money with Codable. I'm sorry. I do apologize for that. I'll fix that. Don't worry. Um, okay. But when I looked at it, when I first signed up, I went, okay, so as a WordPress consultant, if I need, if I'm at capacity and I need to uh, hire some third-party people, call it outsourcing, call it delegation, call it whatever you want. If I need to hire some help, I can go to Elance, I can go to Odesk, I can go to um, Elto.com, I can go to Studio Invato, I can go to Codable. Tell me what's different about Codable. Why would I go to Codable and not Odesk, for example? Okay. Um, first. Um... Codable is not a corporation. We're not big. It's we, we try when we joke about ourselves, we say we're just a couple of humble guys from the mountains. <laughs> and you know, we behave, you know, person to person. We're all available on Skype, on Facebook, on Twitter, whenever you need us. Most of uh, uh, most of our tasks are curated by our, by by Bear, by my partner. Um, he's always there. He's there too much. <laughs> I tell him <laughs> get out sometime um, so basically the difference is that we we we're kind of you know the management team the production team everybody's in together trying to help people get their tasks done um, so we're not kind of hiding be- be- behind i don't know forums or whatnot we're always there um, we also have um, where, where we're different with with our competitors is that we have um, all our contractors, we call them contractors, basically developers, experts, if, experts, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, are pre-screened. Um, we have an interview with, with each and everyone before they become a codable contractor. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when they are granted this status, they are also closely monitored for about three weeks to a month. You know, we monitor their performance, um, customer satisfaction, everything there is to measure, how responsive they are, how many tasks they solve, uh, how much money they make, pretty much everything we kind of try to, to, to get the big picture and, and then determine whether they're, um, they're a good, good match for Codable. And even if they are, but it later on terms, uh, turns out that they become, I don't know, too busy to work on Codable or that some clients were not disappointed, uh, were disappointed and the trend is increasing with them, we kick them out. We have absolutely no problem kicking a contractor out of Codable um, and we don't even have a problem with kicking a client out for that matter um, because we have clear set of guidelines on how to behave because I think the the <laughs> communication is the, the foundation of any relationship mm. that includes business relationships. Um, so yeah, well, we are curated marketplace. So basically we monitor behavior so that uh, the, the level of communication and the level of services is top. 
Um, and even if all else fails and you as a client have your money inside the system and, and we just can't come together, we just, you know, do refunds and that's it, you know. So a lot of, a lot of, I mean, quite different approach. Um, also, one dif one difference which is more behind, I mean, in, in internal difference is um, that we kind of have our margins lower than some of our competitors um, at at the expense um, of our developers earning more money. Right. We want them to earn a lot of money mm -hmm. um, because if you have a happy developer, if you have a developer that's that you know that makes a lot of money, then he's happy to provide more services, and he's happy to provide better services. Then he's not stressed, uh, and 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 you know he he communicates stuff better. So basic our 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 core philosophy is that our developers need to be super happy because if if they're super happy, then they will. Uh, produce so to speak super happy clients right sure and we we will all benefit uh, they will benefit clients will benefit and and we as a company codable will benefit from it so so what one one uh, the first pretty much guideline they have is always estimate estimate um, set estimates to uh, at least fifty dollars per hour that is a median price I'm well aware that in some 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 Eastern countries it's it's easier to find developers for half that price, mm -hmm. which is okay. You know we have money back guarantees, uh, we have other mechanisms in place, uh, so I think it's well worth the money. I mean, and and our clients kind of confirm that because we have 60 plus percent of repeat clients, um, so you know more than 60 percent of the clients always come back for more and more and more. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that that's what we're kind of different to our competitors. Okay, so a couple of questions. If I'm mm -hmm. here's one of the biggest problems I see with uh, from my own experience and a whole bunch of you know WordPress developers and consultants and 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 users and theme integrators or whatever you want to call them. When yeah. I'm posting a task on Codable, tell me how do I? What's the best way to write a brief? What is the best way to explain? exactly what it is I want <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, well <laughs> I, I actually don't have a, a kind of 100% correct answer on that because it's more art than science actually because it's always you know a balance you're after um, so if 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 your brief is too vague then you know nobody reads it because it's just not understandable uh, to our developers um, if it's too specific, then it's not okay either because um, it usually indicates a client that will usually be, you know, either a scope creeper or never happy because they know kind of too much mm. and they just insist that every small bit is, you know, done according to their wishes. So it's a never ending story. Um, so I would say somewhere in between, you know, that, that in, in, generally, in general it should kind of outline what you want, um, what, what, what part of your WordPress system needs, um, needs work on. Um, but most importantly, I think you need to describe the result you're expecting. You know, because the result is the most important, and it's more—it's—it's it's easier to get them. I mean, if you if you kind of 
outline the problem, it's harder for them to understand. Whereas if you tell what the result is, they will kind of, you know, start working on the solution right away, I think. Um, so, yeah. And also when you, when you post a task on Codable, it's, it's very important that you give it to us, that you give some thought to the budget you have for this task, um, because sometimes um, that's more important, or I would say the most important is how your budget is related to what you have written in the brief, right? So basically, if if you write that you need, you know, <laughs> a spaceship, but have a budget of hundred dollars, then that you know nobody will pick it up because they'll 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 understand that you don't understand it. Mm. Um, and yeah, sometimes they do, they don't bother replying on it. While we are working on mechanisms that will kind of uh, enforce feedback constructive feedback mm -hmm. you know it's it's usually easier for them to pick up tasks with better briefs so some of the tasks unfortunately go ignored because of that uh, but since we are we look at each and every one um, we also try to manage uh, try to find somebody to do those we inform the client that they were not that interested uh, so we'll pick it up and we'll try to promote the task among our most active ones mm. um, at least try to get the directions or some feedback or whatever so what's the typical type of task that people are using codable for is it hey i need a new website install wordpress i've got a genesis theme set this up plug it all in or is it Hey, I've got this website. I need to set up a sign-up form and connect it to Mailchimp. Can you? Is it? Is it that kind of granular? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly it's the latter um, because we're trying to focus on small customizations, um, primarily theme and plugin customizations. Well, we always had, in a sense, because we. Uh, I reached out to WooThemes maybe a year before we even launched Codable while we were doing market analysis and whatnot. Uh, so I asked them, you know, in, in, in what degree do they need to support their teams? Do they have any paid, uh, paid support? Um, you know, how much, how, what do clients ask for when they need their teams um, customized, you know? Um, so basically when we launched Codable, WooThemes was our launch partner, so to speak as well, uh, from the day one, because we've been handling uh, a lot of their paid support. Um, and yes, my focus was always the small stuff. Even if you have our, our kind of, instructions even in on codable they say that if you have a big task if you need a full website break it down to smaller pieces because i used to be actually i used to be a um, freelancer on elance so um i'm codable is the result of all my experience there basically so the the one problem i had there is you know that bigger projects are usually more loosely defined and then you know developer just takes the most essential pieces and it works for them whereas the client expects much more um, so that's why we actually prefer and, and, and encourage that clients break down tasks into smaller chunks um, a because they can easily uh, describe them uh, and B, because uh, the developers understand the brief and C, because there's less chance of, of, of disputes. Uh, we don't see many disputes just because, you know, um, if, if you have a task in, in uh, you know, worth about two, three hundred dollars, it's not the end of the world if something goes wrong. Whereas if you have a task worth 3K, 
you know, then we have a problem. Mm. Um, so yes, we predominantly see tasks that are most that are yeah related to theme development or theme customization. Basically, people buy buy um, you know themes on on range of stores online, and they need somebody to either you know change some or modify some plugins to be to be compatible or change some css or you know just do some maintenance on them yeah so our our average task size is actually you know between 2 and 300 dollars ah, um, that was my next so, question yeah, actually <laughs> yeah yeah that yeah. was that that's that's our most common common task size and and we also do a lot of uh, woocommerce customization mm -hmm. um, in terms of I don't know, different checkout behavior, maybe additional fields, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, <clears throat> where, how, do you, how do you employ your contractors? Do you put them through some kind of testing phase before you employ them? Like do you use testforgeeks.com or one of those just assess their basic HTML, CSS, PHP stuff? Or, or how, how do you know that they're going to be up for the job? Um, basically, it's, you know... <laughs> It's, I would say it's all about gut feeling. We have uh, an interview with them. Each and every applicant, you know, gets an hour to talk with us. Well, to talk with Per, um, he's doing that. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, talking about who you are, what your experience is, basically just because, as I said earlier, you know, we are all experts when it comes to development i believe there's there's a lot a lot of, of of great guys out there in terms of you know developing for wordpress they're awesome they're all awesome but expertise knowledge is not the problem communication is you know even in in when we encounter disputes on codable it's rarely about the solution you know it's it's either the cultural difference or you know the contractor being late and not not being too responsive and you know failed to explain it to the client they had like family emergency you know so so it all comes down to gut feeling seeing whether i can communicate to that person successfully enough i mean i we rarely if at all look at their code because you know I, I, if, if they apply, they usually can code. Well, mm. <laughs> they always can code. The code, the code is not a problem. Um, so, so we, of course, we check their portfolio. But you know, if if you if you speak to a guy from I don't know uh, me being Slovenian, speaking to somebody from US, it's hard to tell whether this is that that's actually their code. You know. Mm. So as I said, it comes down to communication. Mm. Uh, and and if they can they can they can communicate properly. Um, then we invite them for a trial period of three weeks or so, and yeah, after that we monitor them, and yeah, that that kind of the process um, we're taking. So we see, I mean, if Per has problems sometimes that that he's really you know enthusiastic about one thing about a certain developer, but not sure about the other, then he calls me and I conduct an interview. So basically, it's it's yeah, it's all about the connection we feel towards our, our, our contractors um, because we feel it's really important to build a community. So uh, we even organized um, uh, Google Hangouts with them. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a separate uh, hip chat room for to speak to them. Mm -hmm. They can reach to us anytime. Mm -hmm. They can reach to one another because what we're trying to, to emphasize kind of um, is that we're a family 
not a compet competition. Mm. Um, so our developers are actually helping each other land their tasks because we 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 artificially um, hold the balance between supply and demand. You know, so we don't we have uh, a certain amount of developers in. And with increasing tasks being posted, then we invite more developers in. So the purpose is that they don't compete with one another. If they lose the task, they'll win one another in two hours. Yeah. It's no problem. Yeah. If they want to work, they can work. That, that's, that's the whole deal. That It's just enough work for everybody and everybody's happy because it's, it's, this is how we kind of solve uh, you know, chicken and egg problem, which most two-sided marketplaces have, you know, mm. because if, if if we would have too much developers, you know, then they would gradually leave, you know, but mm. if, if uh, we had too, uh, too few of them, then clients would leave because nobody would tend their tasks, yeah. right? So this is how we kind of solve this issue. Mm. It's a delicate balancing act. Where did, um, where did you learn project management? Yeah, uh, <laughs> well... <laughs> We actually hired somebody, uh, 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 actually a colleague of mine. Um, we were, we really, I, I personally really sucked at it last year. I mean, we had with, with Pear, we only had one big dispute, you know, one really big argument. Um, and, but, you know, we kind of, after two days of radio <laughs> silence, we kind of called each other, listen, we have a problem and we have to solve it. Uh, and the problem is, um, I knew nothing about project management, right? I was just a developer, and at that time we had uh, we were only there were only three of us, um, and the other developer, you know, he's also in love with coding, mm -hmm. but doesn't you know do much of the rest in terms of the um, project management. And Per um, Per is the CEO, but he's not technical enough um, to to run, you know, to to oversee the product itself uh, because he's a non-technical founder. And you know, we were getting nowhere. You know, when will this be built? Well, I don't know. Leave me alone. You don't know. You know, it's like like small stuff, but it eventually eventually led to this big argument. And you know, we asked one of our investor, one of our angel investors. Listen, we have a problem which we need to solve. Uh, what do we do? And he said, clearly you have a problem in, in, in project management. Um, and he recommended somebody I know. And actually it's this, this, uh, this person, he's a certified agile scrum. <laughs> I don't know what even the term is. Um, basically we had a whole day, a pair flew over and we have, we had a whole day, uh, workshop of scrum, of agile, of best practices. And, you know, this is how we got started. And and our productivity just, you know, Great. went out of the roof. It was, it was like night and day. It, so this is how I learned basically that that workshop kind of, you know, just gave me the tip of the iceberg. But mm. you know, as I said, I'm pretty curious, so I would always dig deeper. Uh, and this, I, I think that today we have a pretty good, pretty good uh, mechanism in place to get stuff done. Mm. Uh, to get stuff properly written down, you know, to get stuff properly communicated, the whole lot. Awesome. Um, surrounding yourself with other experts and bringing consultants in is always uh, a smart idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, now, you, uh, how did you learn about the whole startup thing? Because you talk about things like you talk about, you know, product to market fit. You talk about testing things with woo themes and doing that market research before you launch. How did you learn? the kind of startup methodology? 
Like, how um, did you how did you know what to do? Why didn't you just throw up a website called Codable.io and put up a landing page and start, you know, advertising? How did you know what to do first? Uh, well, we did one mistake, which was pretty much the best mistake one could ever make. I had the idea about Codable. It had a different name back then. I just had an idea in my head, right? Um, and, and then I presented it to Pear. And he fell in love with it immediately. Um, at the time, he was actually my client on Elance. Ah. <laughs> so, so yeah, wow. uh, I was working. Uh, we were working together quite a lot for a couple of years, and you know, the relationship grew from business, strictly business, you know, to more and more personal kind of. Um, so, I actually flew to Denmark, and there was this um, Copenhagen startup weekend. And we pitched the idea. It wasn't voted as the top most awesome one, uh, but it was okay. We, we, we validated a bit among our peers and we approached a couple of investors and, you know, we just kind of asked, would you give us money? The idea is awesome, right? And they, of course, they would say no, but I'm interested to hear more. Meet me in a couple of days, right? So we would meet in a couple of days and, you know, we, sh we told them all about the idea and they say, well, awesome. Where's your business plan? Uh, we don't have any. <laughs> okay, go home and write one. And we went home. We wrote. Uh, we, we we wrote the business plan. You know, we went back. <laughs> Listen, here's our business plan. And they read it. And yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Where's your prototype? Oh, we don't have any. So we ran home. You know, doing the prototype. We come. We came back. Where's our, where? Where are your first customers? And so on. So I'd like to call this process uh, test-driven fundraising. <laughs> Basically. You know, we, we started fundraising with only idea in our hands, uh, in our heads. And, you know, our investors would always kind of ask the right questions um, to, to which we didn't have answers uh, at the time. And but the, 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 the peak was when one of our um, angel in investors um, invited us, well, invited me to attend his startup school which was basically um, six, day, six days of workshops. That was uh, December 12, 2012. Mm -hmm. um, and it was awesome. They brought in different startup CEOs or you know, people that work with startups. Um, yeah, and, and what they succeeded at is that they brought people that were kind of, you know, no bullshit people, mm. not, you know, because one, one thing that startup world is is missing a bit is a reality check mm. you know it's all very nice very friendly very positive which is great you know but me i, I know myself and uh, as a founder i would sometime sometimes need you know a slap <laughs> yeah so so and 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 these guys that were teaching us about startups um were exactly those kind of guys you know just Straight, straight, honest. Listen, this is the purpose. This is what you'll do. Uh, this is why you should do it. You know, no, no, romanticizing around mm. it, basically. Mm. Yeah. And um, how, how did you like? How did you know that? You know, there were things like Tweaky back then, who are now Elto.com, and hey, big shout out mm. to Ned Dwyer, who's a good buddy of mine and a, and fellow Australian. There are things like Studio Invato, which I think was Micro Lancer uh, originally. Mm -hmm. How did you? decide okay well there is some competition in this space but we can do something different and we can do something that is viable like didn't you just look at the competition and go well i can't compete with them i'm gonna you know try something else um yes um this is 
I would say, where the power of community comes in. Um, we're trying really hard, and we're also proud of it, um, that we're trying to fit into WordPress community. Uh, it's an awesome community. I've, I've been to quite a few events now, and it's always, you know, good spirit, uh, friendly people. So I think I think if we if we leverage the power of the community, this is our kind of competitive advantage. Um, we often look at, at at the websites and what our competitors do. Um, so yeah, I've been following Tweaky, of course, uh, and now Elto. Uh, I see Odesk, I see Lens. You know, of course, in 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 today's world, you need to be aware of your competition. Uh, but this is where we kind of set apart, you know, we focused on a very, very narrow niche, so to speak. I mean, mm. narrow in some in some <clears throat> aspects, uh, which is WordPress. So what we're trying to become is the WordPress place to get your stuff done. Mm. Right. Um, whereas whereas what we see without with our competitors is they just they they try to focus you know more broadly mm. um so this is our this is our kind of competitive advantage i think apart from you know stuff i explained earlier so money back guarantee pre-screen developers and and you know whatnot it's funny when when tweaky first started and and micro lancer i think to a lesser degree it was you know, it was a service as a service business. Yeah, so they were offering, you know, development services essentially. They've both mm-hmm. very quickly reiterated, and they're now they've. It's kind of weird. They've now productized their services. So when you instead of writing a brief, you now get to choose from a whole bunch of different products that they have. So you know, convert a Photoshop file into a Mailchimp template, or you know, convert this landing page into a WordPress theme, or whatever it is. And they've kind of mm-hmm. moved away from the service as a service and they've moved back towards the kind of productizing the service as a service which i don't even know how to explain that or what the acronym is but it would be a very long acronym product as a service as a service business it's like a paysas business model <laughs> um anyway my question is do you have any plans or have you thought about because this goes back to my <clears throat> previous question about writing a brief i actually think the hardest I actually think the biggest problem, and this is why I think that the WordPress consultant is the most valuable person in the whole WordPress ecosystem, someone who can mm-hmm. sit between what the client wants and can communicate that to a developer. Do you think that there's room or have you thought about productizing your most common tasks that you get into a, you know, hey, is this what you need? Here's a picture of the result. This is what it's called. This is usually what it costs. Bang push that and that kind of pre-fills in a brief for the client uh yes we actually have uh thought about it um but we kind of decided at least not yet to do it um because what we what we've um seen so far is that people value um human touch mm. <laughs> if i say this in a romantic way mm. uh, so basically um people people come to us um and it's not just you know one click all automated by bam you know it's about listen guys i have this concern can you help me and then somebody will reply of course we can this is what should be done you know it's it's about communications it's about you know being welcomed um so it's it's about you know as your PaySAS solution is in, is is interacting with a website with a computer essentially, whereas Codable you're interacting with people. Yeah, and 
as as you know as our numbers tell us people actually like <laughs> you know uh, interacting with people mm. not computers you know mm. so th this is this is why we decided not to go uh, we may revisit this um this option sometime in the future um but right now it's it's just okay as it is um so no for now it's a no basically and you but you do what you do have is you have this um uh, you have a, a consulting gig, yeah. Whereas, so if I don't know exactly how to write my brief, I can pay fifty nine dollars and get one of your consultants on the line to help me write the brief, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And and you know, sometimes the tasks are you know small enough that in that hour they can just do it and right, it's done. You All know, right? Cool. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> hey, um, I'm interested, and I don't know if you can tell me this, but um, when you raise money as a startup. What do you spend mm -hmm. the money on? Like, what is it? I mean, I don't need to know details, but what does the money do? How does it help a startup? Is it just, does it just keep you guys from starving to death while you're trying to build the business? Or do you spend it on sponsoring events? Or do you put groovy craft beers in the fridge for after work? What do you actually spend funding on? <laughs> no, uh, we actually, I mean, the majority is spent on wages, right. on salaries. I mean, that is, that is, you know, 90% of that goes to our, um, for our, so we can live, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we can put the food on the table and the rest is basically infrastructure, you know, services that we use, um, that kind of stuff. So the majority is um, that we survive. Mm. We did, I did make a mistake actually um, in, in the early days when there was just three of us, it's now, now it's five guys. Mm -hmm. um, I, I kind of, you know, went, let's, let's do everything, you know, just us three, let's do everything together and save money to have a longer runway, mm -hmm. um, you know, but it turned out to be a bad decision. I mean, I, luckily, I realized it soon enough. So we just hired two more, two more developers uh, when I realized that, which was uh, at the beginning of this year. Um, and, and, you know, and that is additional expenses, uh, mm -hmm. but, but it's also, you know, a lot of stuff that you can kind of delegate you know now i don't need to do adwords anymore for example mm. i don't i don't need to do rails development because codable is built with rails mm. uh, in the background mm. uh, in the back end and so you can delegate a lot of stuff to other guys so it 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 kind of frees you up to th uh, to think about you know company to growth bigger picture again mm. you know so so it's it's always a balance you know you, you shouldn't spend too much, I guess, but you know, spending next to nothing is also not okay. Mm. You know, so it's about finding your balance. Mm. Yeah. So this is how our money is spent, basically, and we're also increasingly spending more on AdWords because you know, at the end of the day, it's paid acquisition that you know equals to growth almost. So how do you um how do you become an AdWords specialist? Like, how, did you just hire a third-party expert to go, right, here's our AdWords account, knock yourself out, or did you actually go through that learning yourself? Um, we actually hired somebody um, that we knew personally. Yep. Um, and he, he, he actually works for another company. He would, work, uh, he would help us in his spare time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and he actually kind of tutored one of our developers yeah. into AdWords. So yeah. what's the science behind it? You know, what decision needs, need, needed to be made? Um, you know, what each screen does. So basically what he did day to day, he just always had, you know, one of our developers with him checking it out and learning along the way. Right. So, and he picked it up quite good, I must say. Right. 
Um, yeah. I imagine the WordPress development space would be a very competitive niche in AdWords. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The, the prices are so high, it's downright ridiculous. It's, right. it's really, it's crazy. Um, crazy. And yeah, there are also some guidelines about WordPress it's, uh, themselves yeah. because the company automatic have some guidelines when it comes to WordPress uh, advertising. So it's a big ball of mess you have to deal with. Yes. Mm. An expensive mess at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you, do you end up using like WP in the heading yep. of your ads rather than WordPress? Yeah. Um, Exactly. Do you uh, do you do any Facebook advertising at all? Um, we did it a bit. Um, it was quite okay, but not so not as more, as performant as ad as AdWords. Um, so right now that our budget is running thin, we decided you know we'll go with just the stuff that works and we'll tone down the experimentation you know until we reach that point of profitability um, and you know hopefully can spend more than. It seems like there's a there's a there's a WordPress fix it site popping up every ten minutes on every street corner in every part of the globe. There's also these, you know, I can see the difference between your business model and something like WP Curve. They're very different business models. But there's there's mm-hmm. you know WP Fix It, Fix My WP. There are all these services popping up. What gives you the and I don't know whether you do have the confidence, but what gives you the confidence that you guys are going to be able to go the distance and that all these other companies aren't going to chew away at the at your piece of the pie, or is it just that the pie is so big that there's enough for everyone? Uh, yeah, I think that um, a. I think that yeah, pie is a big enough and growing uh, that it's enough for everyone. Um, and actually, we don't see these guys as a competitors because we actually um, I can't disclose them, um, but we actually partnered up with some of these guys mm-hmm. so they do just you know the necessary stuff or the small stuff or something they're really really you know focused on and they just send the rest to us gotcha so uh i don't i don't actually mind having this small <laughs> wp fix it sites out there because um from our experience a lot of their work just ends up on our side you know right. so <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of gives me confidence, you know, because where they fall short, we come in. I understand. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, we should do the elevation round, which is our lightning round, and I'm very um, and I think you're a great person for this uh, these series of questions because not only are you an ex freelancer, but you come into contact with you know, hundreds of freelancers every day. So uh, for those that don't know WP, for those who don't know, what am I saying? You must be living under a rock for the last 12 months if you don't know what WP Elevation is. It's a business accelerator program for WordPress consultants. So if you want to run a profitable, successful business in the WordPress space, WP Elevation is the place for you. And in this lightning round, I'm going to ask uh, Tom Arsh a series of quick questions about freelancing and consulting. And hopefully you're going to give us some quick, mind-blowing answers off the top of your head. (laughs) Okay. No pressure, man. Um, all right. What is the number one thing any freelancer needs to know? Storytelling. Oh, I like it. No one has said that before. That yeah. is. If you can tell a story really well, it means you can communicate well. It means you understand the background. Uh, it means you can sell some idea to somebody. Um, so good storyteller, you know, has a lot of knowledge knowledges <laughs> mm. that they can cover that they converge into this 
one good story. Mm. So even even if you market yourself, it's how you write a cover letter, for example. It's you know it's all about telling a story. So if if you know number one is definitely telling a story. I like it. Uh, what is the best thing you've ever done to find new customers? Be nice, <laughs> be friendly, um, be um, you know uh, empathy goes a long way. Yeah. So kind of put yourself uh, put yourself into your customers' skin and trying to understand from where they come from. So I would definitely say empathy. I don't really know whether you can actually practice empathy you have it or you don't yeah. based on my experience yeah. uh, but you can definitely you know um, kind of try to, yep. to understand the opposite side yeah I like it um, you- so so basically <laughs> this comes down uh, to our customer support so if you do our your you know really really good stuff and and you you empathize with your with your customers then you know the world the word will spread right so I think that yeah, great advice. Um, how do you stop competing on price? Um, well, I think it goes to the first question is about storytelling. So basically, you stop competing on price when you when your your storytelling skills are good enough that you kind of sell the idea why you're better. This worked for me on Elance. I was actually, uh, this is a pro tip for all your viewers. <laughs> I was actually the most expensive consultant on Elance on, in my segment. Wow. I would always go, I would always go above the price. Wow. You know, I would check out and always be the most expensive one. And then in the cover letter, I really, you know, I really put a lot of effort in the cover letters. I told the story mm. about why am I the best candidate that i perfectly agree with them that I'm the most expensive, but with that money, they will also get top quality, mm. um, you know, milestones being met and, you know, mm. kind of sold myself. And and the consequence of this behavior was that, you know, if client told me, no, 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 you're too expensive, it was okay. Because the good clients, that ones that actually hired me, understood the problem, understood where I'm coming from, you know, and we had long lasting relationships from that. So actually, you, you don't you compete on your skills, not the price. The price is irrelevant. If your price is high and you can back it up with your knowledge and communication and, and communicate that, you know, you will find customers. Yeah, that is, that is gold advice right there. Um, you may have just answered this next question, but any tips on writing better proposals? Uh, yeah, understand the problem that your customer has. Um, really understand it. Take your time to understand it. Take your time to um, do some research on it, so that you, when you write a, a good cover letter for the proposal, it should include, you know, great analysis. I mean, in my experience, this always yielded best results because the 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 client would always, um, you know, see that you really put a lot of effort in. And that you're more more likely to understand what the issue at hand is, mm. and you know, thus giving you a greater ch- uh, success in 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 you know landing the gig. Mm. Um, and the second is, of course, it, it it goes back to the first question again. So telling a story. So also this this proposal need needs to have a form. Um, you know, we um, we had in 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 elementary school we we were, we were taught you know that. Every good kind of story starts with, you know, the beginning, then you have the core, which is the message and the end. Yeah. Uh, so basically this this form kind of worked for me always. 
um yeah and just you know being yourself um one one thing i see most most of most of my colleagues doing is is talking we you know uh, and it's only just them yeah. just one guy you know and we will do that we will do i mean be be a person be, yeah. people like other people so it's okay if you're small you yeah. know there's no shame in being small yeah uh, that's right so so kind of kind of go with personal touch as opposed to we some kind of you know company <laughs> yeah you know people one of the things i've learned about proposals over the years is that the reason that proposals don't get accepted is because people don't understand what it is you're proposing and i think that people just people want to know that you that you understand their problem so if you can mm -hmm. just talk to them in plain language and let them know that you understand their problem and that you have a very clear solution to that problem the rest is kind of academic but most most freelancers just miss that critical bit don't they Exactly. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, what do you have a favorite tool for CRM? None. I hate them. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, <laughs> luckily, luckily, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not the one responsible for this in the company, Paris. Uh, I think he uses Excel a lot. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, I, I can't even. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Let's move on. Uh, what's the best way to keep a project on track? Um. Have a partner on it. Mm. I mean, that would be my best. I'm, I'm, you know, as a character, I'm quite prone to being distracted, easily distracted. You know, it's like, oh, look, shiny new thing, I gotta go. Uh, so, so you always need to somebody um, that that kind of holds you back, you know, and says, listen, you can go check out that shiny new thing when you do this, yeah. you know, but then come back. And you know, continue. Yeah. So yeah, um, because once you know there's there's more people than just you in it, you kind of settle down and force yourself, you know, to finish stuff that you start. Um, my mom would be amazed actually to listen to this because she always, <laughs> she, <laughs> I as, as a kid I never finished what I started actually, <laughs> and yeah, uh, as uh, I would say that family helps too. You know, if you got. You know, as much kids as I do at home, <laughs> then then you know there's no fooling around. I mean, it's yeah. it's at the end of the day the business must succeed. So I'll be able, so I'll be able to provi provide for them, right? Yeah. Um, that's a pretty big motivator, isn't it? Yeah, the the biggest. <laughs> uh, any ideas for getting referrals from existing customers? Um, yeah, I mean, this one is pretty much. Um, aligned with with the previous question you know be nice be a human being um understand their issues be good at communicating stuff um and and you know currently codable has has grown like 10 to 20 percent month to month and up to two months ago we had absolutely absolutely zero paid marketing every all of it was completely organic um, we didn't reach out to anybody. We didn't do anything because we were focused on the product itself. And yet we grew month to month. Mm. And I think this goes this goes um, to to say that you know the cause of it was because we were good at customer service, because we were we were maintaining these connections and and being nice. Mm. Uh, it's yeah, yeah, it's great advice. Um, you know, nothing more to add there, really. Um, what's the number one thing you can do to differentiate yourself from everyone else? Um, have an opinion. 
Yeah, I and love that. That is awesome. A, yeah, take sides. Because what, what, what we all used to do at some point, I must admit, being guilty of this as well, you know, you just try to please everybody. Yeah. Um, but you, when you start to be opinionated and you start to take sides, start to say no, um, you know, um, it may alienate some, some of the people in your uh -huh. community. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, the ones that do agree with you will become, you know, your relationship with these people will become much more effective, productive, intense. So yeah, take sides. I mean, you know, if 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 you see crap, say it's crap. I mean, it's no yeah. problem. They will be insulted, but you know, it it will give them some food for thought. So yeah. I mean, that that's my my number one. Don't be afraid to express your opinion, which may be different than everybody else's. That is good. Yep. I agree. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more, actually. Gary Vaynerchuk, I think, is fantastic at being really bloody opinionated, but doing it in a, you know, kind of a polite, diplomatic way. But he has an opinion on things and he doesn't care if you disagree with him, you know? Yeah. Um, I love him as well. Yeah. What's, what's the future for Codable? Where do you think, where do you see Codable in 12 months' time? Um, in 12 months' time, in, in well, my my dream scenario would be um, raising uh, another round for growth. Mm -hmm. So basically, after we've proven our our product market fit and and becoming prof profitable, uh, I think it will be time for another round, which will just boost our growth. Um, this decision has yet to be made. This is just you know mm -hmm. speaking sure. from inside my head. Um, so that I would say um, probably. I mean, I would. I don't know why, but I have this deep desire to visit uh, Silicon Valley and work there just a bit. Mm. So, so, so my ideal scenario would be that we would find some perfect um, investor for us that would require us to move there for, <laughs> for maybe a year because I really, um, I don't travel much, unfortunately, because right now I was focused on the product. Yeah. I mean, I do travel, you know, to these conferences, but I would like to travel more actually. So I think that would be a great, great idea to to learn about, you know, other cultures, about ecosystem, because there's not much startups here in Slovenia. Um, so it's really kind of lonely, so to speak. I'm alone in this office as mm -hmm. well. Um, and I would love some, you know, it, it kind of gets depressing, you know, um, but but. As a as an entrepreneur, it's it's always really nice to, to speak to other entrepreneurs because mm. they have the same issues, the same experiences. You know, you just you know you're in your flock of birds, so to speak. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that is, um, and of course, um, having a team of all the experts, I would love to have. The thing is that right now we have to outsource some of the things. Uh, and you know the cycles then just take longer because mm. I have to outsource. I don't know. We ha we don't have an internal designer, for example. So um, and some other guy is helping us with CSS as well. Mm -hmm. So for example, I have a problem. We solve it with a UX person. Mm -hmm. Then designer gets it. Then the CSS guy gets it. Then we get it right. Mm -hmm. And it takes a week. But if if we were all in the same office, you know, <laughs> it would take a couple of hours. That's right. Oh, Right. Yeah. So, so that's our biggest, biggest problem. And this is one of the problems I see being solved. So having all the knowledge in house, I mean, we do have the knowledge. I do have some CSF skill. Well, they are pretty good actually, <laughs> but, but I just don't have the time to do everything myself. Right. Yeah. So that's why I, what, what I envision having a, a, an office together with a really productive team. Um, and also being known as the place that you can have your WordPress stuff done, you yeah. know, 
Yeah, awesome, cool. Uh, let's announce the competition right now. So uh, uh, Tomash is giving away a $200 coupon that you can use at Codable to get some WordPress stuff done and get some tasks happening and take them for a spin and uh, see if they are a way for you to help scale your business uh, by using the guys at Codable. Um, the the way that we're going to run this competition is we want to know the number one request that you get, the, the number one most common request that you get from clients who have existing websites. So this isn't, hey, I need a whole new website. These are clients who might be yours, they might not be your clients, they might be brand new clients, but they have an existing website and they just need something done on that website. It could be a newsletter subscription form plugged into MailChimp. It could be, I need to add e-commerce. It could be, I need to start selling some digital products. What is the number one most common request that you get from existing clients that have existing websites? Leave your comments underneath this video. And uh, if you're listening to this uh, on uh, just the podcast, you can visit wpelevation.com slash Tomash Zaman. That's T-O-M-A-Z-Z-A-M-A-N. And uh, that is where all the show notes and the video will be. So leave your comments under the video and I'll get Tomash to come back in a couple of weeks and award the prize. Sound good? Awesome. Cool, man. I, um, thank you so much for spending. We've had some technical problems this, uh, this interview, by the way, uh, uh, readers out there. This is the third time that Tom Arsh and I have connected in the last hour and a bit. Uh, so our editor is going to have fun putting this together. So thank you so much for persisting through all the technical problems. That's just part of the entrepreneurial journey, isn't it? Hey? Yeah, of course. Um, and thank you so much for spending so much time on the podcast with us. I really appreciate it. What's the number one piece of advice you would give any entrepreneur trying to build their own business? Um, get out of the office, speak to people. Um, and also number two, get out of your comfort zone. Ah, oh, yeah, I that, love it. I mean, don't be afraid to get out of your... You will have to. There's, it's, it's inevitable. I mean, you know, if, if you're in the comfort zone constantly, then, then you, you know, Nothing you have happens. much lower... Yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> I love it. Hey, I get wish out we, and talk to people. I wish, we'd ha I wish we'd had this conversation before I met you at WordCamp Europe last year, you know, because I'm sure we would have just gone off and had some beers and really talked about this stuff in, in detail. I'm looking forward yeah. to, to seeing you again at another WordCamp soon. I'm sure we'll cross paths again sometime. Are, are you attending Sofia? I'm not. No, unfortunately, I'm not. Oh. I, I've, I've been to... Um, I've been to Chicago this year. I've been to Thailand for a masterclass. So our, our international travel, and because we're in Australia here, we're on the you know uh, we're, we're on the bottom of the planet. So our international travel budget is vast. It's very quickly running out because I keep flying around all, all over the place. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to make it to Sofia this year, unfortunately. Um, well, but, but but all your all all our viewers um, are more than welcome to you know grab me by the shirt and have a talk with me there. We'll be there, uh, me and Pear. So I'm, um, you know, more than happy to meet each and every one of them. Awesome. When is when is WordCamp Europe this year? Um, it's twenty third, I think. Of or twenty sixth. I mixed of it probably. Se September. End of, of this month. Of, of yeah, September. September. Okay. So this mm -hmm. podcast might not be live by then. Um, I think this podcast is due to go live after Sophia. Uh, unfortunately, uh -huh, okay. but um, but if you do, if you are at a WordCamp or at any WordPress function and you see Tom Archie, now have his permission to grab him by the shirt and pull him aside and have a chat. Um, exactly. Hey, finally, where uh, who would you like me to interview and why? Um, yeah, who I I don't actually have a well, I have a couple of who's, but they're they're mostly you know not in WordPress. Uh, I'll I'll explain why. That's okay. First. They don't they don't have to be in the WordPress space. Um, why is 
the the reason for why is personal branding mm-hmm. i think that even i neglected it for far too long mm-hmm. um personal branding is super important um for pretty much everybody i see some guys you know on twitter on facebook that are constantly active you know and have plenty of work i mean some of them are even not that good in terms of you know professional what they do they're just good at personal branding mm. so so i would love to to you know hear from a guy that you know hear his thoughts and 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 what not about that topic so personal branding and and the one person that i follow obviously online is is ad from well x x wood teams uh-huh. i mean for him x <laughs> yeah uh, so ad ad is you know number one choice because i really think he's number one when it comes to uh, personal branding mm. people just know who he is wordpress ecosystem knows him mm. you know and it's not just because of wood teams it's because of his personal efforts mm. to 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 kind of be someone online and i would love to learn more yeah. on that well topic. it's fascinating because ad was actually one of the first guests on my first podcast which was called compress which happened like two and a half years ago, which ultimately failed because I had no idea what I was doing. But I haven't huh? had AD on the WP Elevation podcast. So that's a perfect opportunity to reach out. I, AD PNR, rockstar, my friend, I'm coming to get you courtesy of Tomash Zaman from Codable. So keep your eyes on your inbox or your Twitter feed and I'm going to get AD back on the podcast. So thank you for prompting me to do that, Tomash. Um, You're more than welcome. Hey, man, I really appreciate all the time you've given us here. Uh, I'm going to let you go now. Um, but uh, yeah, I really look forward to keeping in touch and seeing how Codable evolves uh, over the next 12 months or so. And, and feel free, please keep in touch and let's keep this conversation going. Uh, Troy, thank you very much. I feel humble and honored that you decided to invite me. Uh, you've also given me perfect excuse to buy a new microphone, <laughs> which is just, you know, even the, ch- the cherry on top. Uh, so yeah, uh, thank you. And, and I urge your, your viewers, you know, if they need any, anything, um, not necessarily on Codable, they can reach out to me on Twitter, on Facebook, on Skype, you know, I'm available whenever, wherever. Beautiful. I'll put all those links in the show notes under the video. So thank you, man. Take care. Thank you. Hey, well, I hope you uh, enjoyed listening to Tomash Zaman and maybe watching Tomash Zaman if you are watching the video as much as I enjoyed chatting with him. I certainly learned a lot and uh, just such a super nice guy, really transparent and open about his journey and what's going on there at the business uh, at Codable. Of course, this episode was brought to you by Video User Manuals, the uh, plugin that puts over 60 video tutorials in your client's WordPress dashboard to teach them how to use WordPress, how to use SEO by Yoast and WooCommerce. You can learn more about it and get your hands on it for just $1 for your first month so that you can install it on some client sites and take it for a spin uh, at videousermanuals.com or wpelevation.com slash vum. See a video of the plugin in action and learn how the plugin can help you get more clients. Uh, Of course, it comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee too, so you've got nothing to lose. Subscribe to the podcast at wpelevation.com slash subscribe and get some free shiz when you subscribe. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm sure there's something that we give you when you subscribe, probably a free webinar or a free ebook or something valuable that will help you in your business, hopefully. Um, and of course, all the show notes for this episode will be at wpelevation.com slash Tomash Zaman. Let me spell that for you. T-O-M-A-Z-Z-A-M-A-N. 
no hyphens, no spaces, and no weird underscores. Uh, so wpelevation.com slash Tomash Zaman is where you can find all the links and all the stuff we spoke about in this episode. And remember to leave your comments underneath the video and uh, tell us the number one most common request you get from clients with existing websites. In other words, what is the, the, the number one little tweak that clients wanna make on their website? And you could win a $200 voucher to spend at Codable. Hey, next week's guest is, I have no idea. So you'll have to wait and see. Until then, go over to iTunes and give us some five-star reviews, please, because it really helps us come up in the search results and spread our message to a wider audience. Until next time, go elevate.